Yay! Welcome to Yes to Soul, an Akashic Spark podcast with Tatiana. I'm a certified advanced Akashic Record practitioner with all five certifications from Linda Howe's curriculum. I use the pathway prayer process to access the heart of the Akashic Records. My pronouns are she, her. I am a messenger being called to plant the seeds of this resource, sharing the knowledge and educating to the best of my ability to awaken humanity so that their paths may be illuminated. The Akashic Records are an energetic realm of love that holds the vibrational record of your soul story as it pertains to you. Love is the fuel for you and your journey in this lifetime as well as past and future lives. If this lights a spark in you, then I invite you to join me, and I'm delighted to have you here. Let's begin this Akashic adventure. Hello. Hi, Tatiana. Today, my guest is Morgan Malik. She is the animal alchemist. She's an animal communicator and certified Akashic Record practitioner. Morgan, can you briefly tell your story about how you found or were led to the Akashic Records? Okay, this is a great question, Tatiana. Thank you so much for asking. So as, as Tatiana said, I'm the animal alchemist. So my primary work is actually with animals. Um, I've been communicating with animals ever since I was a young girl, but professionally I've been doing it since um, 2014. I studied with Helen Vonderheide in 2016 to become a certified Akashic Records practitioner. So what led me to the Akashic Records was about, I'd say, I want to say in 2015, I had been doing animal communication for a long time. Um, and what I was gathering with animals was that I really had a deep passion for soul work. So, um, you know, getting to know an animal's soul, um, bridging together uh, their human with with the animal together on a soul level and understanding each other's purposes, et cetera, on a soul level. And I wanted to delve deeper into the essence of the soul, uh, the past lives of the soul for both animal and human, and um, really just access soul information on, on another level than um, what I had learned so far in my own spirituality, as well as, you know, being an animal communicator for years. So in about 2015, I ended up walking into a store called Liberate Emporium. <laughs> we know this store, I think. Yeah. And wonderful store. And I saw a sign there that says, we do Akashic Records readings. And I just, I had no idea what it was. But the words just somehow in my soul sounded really right. And it sounded really fascinating. Like I wanted to go home and research more about, you know, what is that? Right. So I got, I remember I didn't get an Akashic reading that day, but I remember I went home and I did some research on the Akashic records and it had this whole essence of, you know, soul work, the soul's purpose, um, past life 
times with the soul, um, how you want to serve your soul in this lifetime. And I said, ah, I've been led to do more work on a deep soul level. And this is why the Akashic Records got, you know, was brought forward to me. Um, I didn't study the Akashic Records right away. I wasn't, um, with some things going on in my life where I, I kind of, I was curious, but I kind of put that on hold for about you know, nine months to a year. So in 2016, um, I found Helen Vonderheide through Liberate Emporium, and that's how I became an Akashic Records um, practitioner from there. So now I, I do um, animal communication consultations, but I also offer my clients Akashic Records consultations for both their animals and their people. So, you know, um, a great deal of Akashic Records practitioners that I know of, um, you know, focus a lot on uh, people readings, right? Um, I do a large emphasis for people and the Akashic Records for their animals. So, um, I gather what their animal's sole purpose is, what their animal learned and experienced in the sole purpose of the animal and their human together in this lifetime. What are they coming here to do together as souls um, to live, you know, their, their best soul-filled life, basically. So yeah. it's been a wonderful journey. Nice. Yeah. I, I felt the same way when I heard the word Akashic Records. I had no idea what it was, but, <clears throat> but I was dying, dying to know more. Yeah. It's just, you know, your soul, since it's connected with the soul, it makes sense that, yeah. you know, it's like it resonates in our soul to take it. Okay. Can you explain more about your field of work? I know you've, you've said a lot from the last question and can you explain, um, I love the term animal alchemist. Thank you so much. I, it, it took me a little bit to find those, uh, you know, I've been doing animal communication since um, 2014. So kind of my journey with that is that ever since I was a little girl, um, I would go outside and, you know, wildlife would come to me, whether it be hummingbirds or squirrels or uh, lizards, butterflies, you know, name it, different animals would show up to me and they would really look deep into my soul and make it known they were sending me a message. And through my life, I've heard these, what I like to call messages, which I consider gifts from animals, um, little short messages. And I wasn't aware through most of my life that I was an animal communicator. I wasn't consciously aware of that or what that was. I just knew I was deeply connected to animals. Um, this stems from my grandfather on my mother's side. He used to be very connected with wildlife as well. Um, and around 2014, what happened was I discovered the Gurney Institute of Animal Communication and there's the director there, Carol Gurney, she is an animal communicator and she's been doing animal communication for decades now. And she has a whole program called the Heart Talk program. And basically you learn how to become, gain the skills to become an animal communicator. So it's a very intense program. You have to build cases and submit them to the Institute. Um, and basically, 
what happened was is that I tried to, I took an intro class for a weekend just to kind of see what it was like. Is this really my thing? Is, is this legitimate? What is it? And I took the weekend class and we did a partner exchange and we had photos of each other's animals. So my partner had a photo of my cat and I had a photo of her dog. And then we practiced on our own individually to do the animal communication with each other's animals. And when I did my partner's animal communication, I was able to gather exactly what her apartment looks like in Bangkok. She flew out from there to take this introduction class. And I was able to connect with um, her white dog um, through the communication. And I remember in the communication that this dog was telling me that uh, he was concerned about another dog in the home, like worried about his well-being, basically. Um, and not only, okay, so the, I, I asked the white dog to take me to the other dog in the home. Mind you, I didn't know my partner even had more than one dog or any other animals. Um, so this dog took me to this German shepherd looking dog and I, I communicated or tried my skills at communication, animal communication, um, with this German shepherd dog. And this dog relayed to me that he had been through this really traumatic experience when he was young. And, you know, he just wants to, he's scared that he's going to lose his human mother, my partner, right? So <clears throat> when I got out of the animal communication and I partnered up with my partner, I said to her, you know, this is what I gather that your apartment looks like. She said, that's exactly what my apartment looks like, even down to the leg. Um, the personality of her white dog I was able to gather and kind of, you know, he pops around what he does, kind of his demeanor. And then, she, and then I said, I, you know, I ended up speaking with, which was really cool, another dog in your home. Do you happen to have a German Shepherd? And she was just, her jaw dropped and said, oh my God, she showed me a photo of her German Shepherd dog. She said, was it this dog? And I said, that's the exact dog. And I told her what this other dog and I had discussed. And she said that, she said, oh my God, you know, what ended up happening was I rescued this German Shepherd dog as a puppy. And, and this is really sad. I mean, this, I'm just going to tell you something really sad, but um, it turns out that the German Shepherd puppy had, had a mother and the mother was used in some sort of religious sacrifice in front of the puppy. Wow. So, German Shepherd had lost its mother right in front of its face, and that's why it was so scared to lose its human, my partner, because this is traumatic. This is trauma, this animal experienced, and he was yeah. worried that it was going to happen again. So she was able to go home and connect with her German Shepherd and say, I know what you talked to Morgan about. I know what's happened here. You're safe. You're loved. You're with me for the rest of your life. And that transformed this dog's life when she got back home. So I was at tears. I knew I had connected. Yeah. I knew I was meant to do this work. Um, I was not only able to communicate with one animal accurately, but two animals in the same communication. 
Um, and I've been doing it professionally since um, 2014. I've been taking clients to do animal communication. So to kind of explain what animal communication is, which I should have probably said at the beginning, it's a two-part process. So I use um, my intuition, which I like to call a gut sense, like a, a gut feeling, kind of can gather, you know, what an animal likes, dislikes, kind of their personality from that. And then um, the second part of the process is telepathy. So I use a direct line of communication between the animal and myself, and I'm able to gather, you know, uh, it comes through all sensory. So I can have, you know, images, feelings, thoughts, um, physical sensations in the body, and even tastes and smells can come through with an animal during a communication. So. Um, I primarily specialize in taking cases with people and their animals in regards to behavioral issues, in regards to physical issues, as well as death and dying and past lives, and obviously soul communication consultations as well. So that's what I specialize in. And then, um, like I said, in 2016, I got certified through the Akashic Records with Helen. And the Akashic Records kind of, you know, what makes me the animal alchemist is that I have the animal communication that I've done for many years. And then the Akashic Records brings forth this um, whole element of deep soul work. So not only am I able to gather through an animal communication, um, maybe, you know, what an animal's job is, kind of what an animal may want to do in this life. The Akashic Records brings forth a deeper soul level truth on, um, you know, who the animal is as a soul, uh, what their past lifetimes are, what they've learned from them, you know, and their soul purpose with their human in this lifetime. So I think the Akashic Records works to deepen my animal communication practice. Um, on a very soul level, on a on a extended soul level, um, if I want to call it that. So I I kind of you know um, sometimes I have clients that book both consultations. You know, so the soul work is based in my akashic records. Oftentimes, I can do soul work in my animal communication as well and go very deep too. Um, so you know, it's kind of a combination of 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 the two, the Akashic records I really took to deepen um, my soul connection with animals um, and with people as well. So um, I do Akashic records consultations for animals and people. Yeah, I love how the Akashic records, you can use it with other modalities or in other work. And exactly. it, it complements it so well without, yeah. um, without there being a conflict, you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. I think, you know, um, you know, I will say, you know, my primary work is animal communication. I think, you know, you know that, yeah. uh, but the Akashic records is such a great element because, um, because like I said, it, it brings a deeper essence of the soul. And, you know, I think that's so important because, um, you know, I mean, even as humans, right? We like, 
let's say we get a job that has health benefits and it's practical and it's like it pays really well and we're secure and we can retire off of it maybe right we're doing this job we're doing this job for many years but we're not really happy in our soul right so the akashic records brings forth um more of a okay you know let's discover what your soul purpose is whether that's for a human or an animal right because that's what you really want to spend your time doing in this lifetime right ideally yeah. is to fulfill your soul because we're meant to evolve we come in this life with the purpose to evolve and to learn the teachings and the lessons that we have to learn in this life which are not always easy most of the time they're <laughs> most of the time it's not fun um but it elevates us into the next level of you know our soul's plan so you know we're meant to come into this life and be happy animals and people yeah so that's what i really love about the akashic records is it really it really just immediately sends you into what's most important on a soul level and uh you can ask you know as you know because you do this work tatiana like we can go into the akashic records you know as a personal reading for ourselves for other people for animals and immediately you can get you know uh the soul's lessons and information from the soul for any question you have yeah. You know, it could be that you're going through a divorce. It could be that you're going through a move. It could be going through that you lost your job due to coronavirus, whatever it, whatever it may be. And you can get in and open the Akashic records and find out why is this happening on a soul level? What do I have to learn here from a soul's perspective with what's going on in my life? And that's huge. Yeah, I think. often we can't, I mean, as humans, we, we, those are things that we struggle with, right? Like, how do I find grace with this? Exactly. Okay, next question. <laughs> Morgan, what do you love about yourself? Well, that's a good question. Um, okay, I'll, I'll do that as a two-part. Um, two things. What I, what I would say I love about myself, which is such a beautiful question, but no one expects this question, Tatiana, because, you know, oftentimes people don't want to talk about themselves. <laughs> I don't know why that is. The constant, you know, uh, human struggle, right? Um, but I think I love about myself, a two, a two, this is a two-part. Um, I love that I'm nurturing and empathetic. I get this from my mother she's she unfortunately has passed away a few years ago but she was such a pure soul like pure on another level um just you could be speaking with her soul at all times not just the surface level human right if that makes yeah. any sense nice. um and i've i've gotten that from her and that's an honor to be nurturing and empathetic and just, you know, think of life on a deeper soul level when I'm, when I'm talking with people. Um, and I was, the second thing is, is that I think I'm so blessed to be able to communicate with animals just naturally. 
I can just connect with them and connect with wildlife. And it's a magical experience that I would want all of us to experience. Um, we can, you know. Um, and I love being able to help people with their animals in order to develop you know clear communication with them and meet each other's needs in this lifetime and really have a happy and healthy home together and just optimum understanding between a human and an animal um, from the soul level which is such a beautiful place you know we love our animals deeply but to understand your animal from a soul level is another level of a relationship with your animal. And I love being a conduit for that. I love bringing people together with their, a human and their animal together um, as one basically in this lifetime. Um, and I love being of service to help them, to help humans through struggles that they may be having with their animals, whether it be behavioral or physical issues or um, death and dying as well. Yeah. So. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. What is, yeah. what is influencing you right now? Uh, do you mean in my work or it's just. Me. Can be myself? personally or can be in your work either way. Um, could be like, like maybe you're, I don't know, like some people might be exploring a different moda modality or learning something or could be anything, could be a hobby, right? I would say, I would say, um, I've been doing a lot of work recently around manifestation. I mean, I've always been a manifester, um, ever since I was a young girl. Um, I would lose, I mean, I rarely lose things. I, I do. I rarely lose things, which I'm blessed for that. A lot of people lose things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, you know, I was young. Once in a while, I'd lose something. And I remember when I was young, I'd lose like a beaded bracelet or I'd lose something that was some kind of jewelry. My mom always had me wearing jewelry, which obviously <laughs> I have rings and everything else. Um, also inherited that. But I remember when I was little, I'd lose like a bracelet, let's say. And I would, I would get in the house and I'd be so upset. I'd be crying, mom, I lost my bracelet etc and and she she would always tell me honey like just just picture in your mind that you're going to find it tomorrow just keep picturing in your mind and I was like okay and you're young you're gonna you're you're totally open yeah. to this conduit level of manifesting so I would do that do that do that like all night and then the next morning I would visualize it and visualize it and I would visualize in my mind where I would find I remember this distinctly. I visualized in my mind where I was going to find this beaded bracelet that I had lost when I was a young girl. And I was like, I know I'm going to find it under the white fountain. We have like three fountains. I'm going to find it underneath the white fountain near the you know back door stairs or whatever. So the next morning I got up early. I took the sheets off my bed and I like ran downstairs and I went outside and the beaded bracelet was right there. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, my mom's right. This works. Wow. And then, you know, as I become more of an adult and we live the physical experience, then, you know, we have trauma and all these other things that occur to us, you know, our, our manifest, our natural ability to manifest kind of gets put on the back burner. Like, is this real? Is it really going to manifest? I don't know. And we have our human doubts, right? So I've been actually during this period of coronavirus, like really focused on, um, 
what manifestation is, learning about more in depth about manifestation and manifest manifesting specific things in my life um, and dealing with like different synchronicities uh, that the universe provides as far as signs and things like that. A lot of signs come through to me with, with wildlife presenting itself to me, which again, makes sense. Such a blessing. Um, but yeah, I've been able to manifest like quite a few things in this period of really focusing on manifestation. So I've been kind of trying to relearn what I naturally was doing, what I was, you know, it was manifesting when I was a young girl, right? Where yeah. is that going to take me and where is it going to take my business? So yeah, I feel like we're relearning stuff all the time. Like we already know it, but we have to like re-remember it, you know? Totally, totally. And I think, you know, I think the physical life experience you know if we were living every day on the soul level and we could just pro like you know tap into we can tap into it at any time but if we never had a struggle at all then we'd just be operating in that on that plane right yeah yeah but, but we're here we to be humans. <laughs> exactly. so so there's, there's a little bit of weight to us as physical beings i'll say that Okay, let's talk about your favorite real and imaginary animals, or um, you could also talk about like a special pet of yours or a special animal in your life. So any, anything on, on those topics? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I know a lot of people ask me this. A lot of people always ask me, which makes sense to ask me, you know, what's your favorite animal? Um, I don't have one favorite because how could I possibly Please. narrow that down? What I will say is this. Um, there are animals that gravitate towards me often. So um, there are animals that I am connected with to do soul work with on a regular basis. Okay. Um, but as but I can't really pick a favorite animal, but I do love animals. Um, I can tell you some of the animals that I like. The, the animals that I, that I like are penguins. I'm obsessed with penguins. Um, I love big cats, love big cats. I, but I'm very connected with the cat nature on, on a soul level too. Um, you know, Lots of animals. I love elephants, you know. I love dolphins. Um, and, but the, the animals that, let me think for a second. Um, the animals that make themselves known to me, um, I would say the number one animal that makes itself known to me as far as giving me signs and messages would be the squirrel. Oh, wow. And the reason why the squirrel is such a pivotal animal is that, well, I mean, I grew up with them, so they're available for me to communicate with, but the squirrel is very um, adaptable. The squirrel knows how to survive under any conditions. So there are squirrels, obviously in you know Southern California, we're not dealing with snow, but there are squirrels that live, you know, in the depths of winter and they can store food in the snow and survive the winter. They can survive anything. They are fearless. They are fearless animals. And 
part of my soul's lesson in this lifetime is to undo my fears, mm. to just live in the moment and, you know, um, play while I work, not mm. be serious all the time and really just be fearless with what I want in this life, period. And that's what squirrels do. Whether they want a nut or whether they want to build a nest, or whether they want to play with their other school friends or whether they want to yell at a cat or whether they want to chase off a bird, they do all of these things and they do it fearlessly. They cross the street, no fear. They just run across the street. Yeah. And uh, it's true. And we can look to them as such, such great guides because humans have a lot of fear we have a lot of fear around different things whether it be a piece of trauma or you know whatever it may be just being human and when a huge lesson for my soul is to to keep pushing myself to become more and more fearless in this lifetime with what i want for myself and how to honor myself in this life um so i'll second that part of the question with um, years ago, there was a squirrel. This is when my mother was still alive and I lived with my mother in the house that I'm actually in now, um, the house I grew up in. And there was a squirrel that came up to us. We had gone to the market and we walked outside and we had the groceries in our hands and the squirrel was right in front of us, stood up on its haunches and was looking right at me and I just immediately felt this connection in my soul. But this was before I was doing animal communication professionally, but I was communicating with animals but wasn't consciously aware of it. Yeah. So my, when my mom and I go in the house, we come outside, I get, we had some nuts. So I brought out some nuts and literally the squirrel within, I'd say two or three meetings with this squirrel that I had seen every day and feeding nuts and hanging out with outside. Um, the squirrel jumped on my lap started eating nuts out of my hand. I was petting this squirrel. I named her Fatty. She was, <laughs> she was a big squirrel, but, um, and she was with me for years. I mean, this was seven years that this squirrel was around. And every time I would come outside, we'd spend time together. I would hold her. She would, I mean, it just was an amazing relationship where I was able to really be in physical contact with a wild animal. Um, and as I've done this work with the Akashic records and animal communication and all this deeper work as an adult, what I discovered many years later after she had passed is that the, the reason why Fatty came into my life, her purpose was to have a lifelong relationship with a human, which is very rare for a wild animal to have their sole purpose be that. Yeah. So she came into this life to have a relationship, a lifelong relationship with me. And in doing so, she was my animal mother because, you know, um, I was mothering my animal. I was mothering my mother and taking care of my human mother for many, many years. Um, and Fatty stepped in as like, "I'll be your mom and take care of you, Morgan, for for this time being, so you can feel mothered 
here, you know, um, beautiful relationships. So, you know, squirrels are, have been very connected to my soul for, for very many years. Mm. Um, yeah, I know it was elongated, but <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Okay. Um, I want to pull a card from this deck. It's the animal spirit deck. Have you seen this deck before? I have seen it. Yes. It's well done now. And, um, I'm gonna, is it okay if I pull a card and then you tell me how, if it, if or how and how it resonates with you from an Akashic perspective? Certainly. Okay. Very interesting. I love that you're doing this. Yes. Let's try this. I've had this deck a while, but I don't, I don't use it that often currently. Ooh, I got the stingray. Interesting. Stingray, developing confidence, a sense of self or spine. The stingray card represents a pivotal point in personal growth. The moment has come when the stingray must decide between the old, easy, comfortable and familiar and the new, challenging, uncomfortable and unfamiliar. Pressure from family and friends makes the decision even more complicated no matter what choice is made now. It's inevitable that this dilemma will surface again and again as the farce of dharma growing within stingray is too strong to ignore. It says, when in balance, eager, wants to grow, when out of balance, blames others, quits. To bring into balance, move through the discomfort. Okay. I've actually never read that card before. <laughs> um, I would say that that relates to me partially. So, um, I'm, I'm, I've kind of moved past the getting as um, worked up or upset if um, if someone there's someone I'm thinking of in particular um, if someone uh, doesn't agree with what I believe and how I live this life and my personal choices, etc. Um, yeah. this has been a lifelong relationship struggle with this person. Um, so I'm at the point where I've done so much, um, spiritual work and a lot of the spiritual work that I do, um, Tatiana is, you know, I go into my own Akashic records almost daily. Um, yeah. at least I'd say five times a week mm -hmm. and I do it. Akashic records reading I ask about anything that I may need you know um, guidance or any kind of insight on and you know it's very clear that I'm at the point where there's this releasing of, of the old frustrations and the old stops and the old like negative uh, weight yeah of um, of needing to like people please. That's really where it, I mean, in my own personal life, that's really where it stems from. You know, a lot of, and this is just how this manifests, a lot of being a nurturer um, is sometimes being a people pleaser as a human in this life. So I've really been working through setting healthy boundaries for myself, really only doing what I feel good about doing yeah um i want to give so i naturally want to do that but i can't just give 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 until you know i'm i'm, I'm not even thinking about myself and that's always been a lifelong struggle yeah um 
so I'm getting out of that uh, frustration with breaking that uh, pattern, and I'm getting out of uh, frustration with someone that I've had a lifelong relationship with that triggers me, you know, pretty consistently. <laughs> um, so now I've moved into this this really great place, which is um, I'm just honoring what I want and how I want to handle something. Yeah. how I want to make the choices I make in my life. And if someone doesn't like it, well, they don't have to join me. I love them. I send them love and life, love and light. But um, I'm really honoring uh, myself. And in doing so, it's a, with the manifestation work as well, has allowed me to really tap into these synchronicities that I'm brought that 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 are being brought into my life on a very soul level with an inner knowing of like I'm on the right path um I'm sending out the right energy you know things are going to fall in line um and this is what I'm meant to do yeah I think there's a lot of beauty in in knowing what your life lessons are totally my next set of questions are questions that I ask all my guests. So the first one is, what do you always say yes to and why? I would say that's, um, I always say yes to animals, period. So yeah. <laughs> not only have I been doing animal communication for many years, I've also done a ton of work hands-on so I used to work with exotic wildlife that had been rescued hands-on um I handled animals and I took a good pet and what doesn't <laughs> and this was an old job that I had um and I've done a ton of animal rescue work so animal rescue, you know, trapping and return for feral cats. I've done adoptions. I've rescued dogs that have a hundred ticks on them and pulled them out. Mm. Um, you know, animals that could be injured on the side of the road, wildlife animals that in California Wildlife Center. I mean, I'm always saving animals. I am always helping animals. And um, I will always say yes to that like hands down, I don't care what situation I'm presented with. My main focus is helping an animal. So <laughs> that's, that's always going to be that way. Um, and the second part of a yes would be, I would say, um, anything on the soul level, whether it be a soul connection with another human being, whether it be a soul connection um, with an animal, let's say, like, or, or learning the soul's lessons and teachings and how does the specific struggle that I'm dealing with in my life, how does it resonate in my soul and what is there to learn here? What can I, what can I um, eliminate from my plate that's kind of not necessary and the human condition and really get into uh, the deeper meaning of, you know, a struggle, let's say, or, or what's being presented in my life. But soul connections and soul truth is extremely important to me. And that's always, always a yes always a yes. I'm always searching for the truth. And when I say truth, I mean soul truth, yeah. which is a deeper level of truth yeah. on my, in my perspective. 
I love that you're connected to that. Um, what might you say yes to and why? What might? Yeah. <laughs> I might say yes to moving to another country. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to travel more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Tatiana, you know this. Um, I had a cat who, I mean, I adore her. Her name was Snoopy. She's black and white tuxedo rescue. Had her for 23 amazing years, which is yeah. almost unheard of. It's so blessed. And, you know, but for the last three years of her life, I would say she had some pretty major health issues, you know, because she's old, she was older. And that didn't really allow me the flexibility to be able to travel as much as I wanted to. Like I could go on weekend trips, you know, but I couldn't really go any longer than that because I needed to be here to care for her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been, she passed in April of this year, um, my little baby, but, you know, now this kind of opens the window of, you know, where do I really want to live? Where do I want to expand my work? And I've just been kind of poking around with that. Nothing like majorly serious, but, um, but just kind of playing with the idea that I could maybe live somewhere else if I wanted to, or maybe I could travel more. So that's exciting. Yeah. In what have you just started saying yes to and why? What have I just started saying yes to, because I've been doing a lot of work with manifestation. Mm-hmm. So I've just been saying yes to having full faith in what I'm trying to manifest. And that the minute that any kind of human condition stuff comes up, like, uh, it's not going to happen. I don't see it physically manifesting in front of my face right now. I just, I know it's going to happen on a spiritual level, but I can't see it physically manifesting where it's like, bam, this is happening. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the waiting period, you know, the waiting period in between the man before the manifestation takes <laughs> place physically. It's like that interim. I'm like, is yeah. this really happening? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I can't connect with anything. You know? the human condition right so um so what was i just lost myself um was i gonna say so yes so uh really working through those uh doubts when they come up immediately like i basically am like cancel delete and i push it to the side um and i just i i keep i'm very adamant about continuing to tap into nope we're not having that that's 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 not necessary for my growth and i know this manifestation is going to take place i don't know how because that's that's the magic of manifestation right we put it in the universe's hands but but i i'm you know very serious about knowing my knowing on a soul level that you know something that i really want to manifest will happen so that's what i'm currently working on that's cool very cool is there anything else that you would like to share either akashic or otherwise it's 1101 (laughs) (laughs) it is another synchronicity i'm telling you you know 1101 yeah i would say you know um I would say I think we're at a point universally with 
this, and I'm not going to get political because that's just not really my um, objective at all. But I think with the coronavirus and, you know, racism that's happening and the environment, you know, and the global warming and all these other issues that we're having, I think that, you know, as you know, we're light workers, basically, we're, we're people that do work, you know, on a deeper soul level. Um, I've been really gathering that the, you know, that the purpose for us as humans is to try to connect deeper. You know, this, this whole unfortunate crisis that we're going through, I think has allowed us, you know, we've had to stay home, right? For the most part, I mean, we're opened up a little bit more now, but when you stay home, it allows you the opportunity to, even if it's forced <laughs> and on, you know, unwanted or was not expected to sit with yourself. A lot of people are uncomfortable sitting with themselves and sitting with what's really going on. Um, but I think this, you know, the, the light in this whole situation that's uh, appears to be extremely negative um, is that we can connect with, you know, what's, you know, any big question, what's the meaning of life? What's my meaning in life? What do I really want to be doing? You know, what would I do today if I got, you know, God forbid, got this virus tomorrow and ended up on a ventilator or, you know, whatever my family member did or, you know, someone I know down the street or, you know, whatever it may be. So it really brings into perspective this um, higher calling to investigate during this time of pause. And I think we're rebuilding, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, um, I think there's some light and there's some positive that's 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 within this uh, darker circle, right, of what's going on in the world right now. And I think, you know, um, that's just what I think. I think universally that, you know, we've been given the opportunity to really explore what's really important and what's really important our relationships right with people right. and with animals exactly. environment you know our environment you know i've seen a lot of people you know the minute I mean, we were in lockdown and the minute that the governor said yeah you can go outside I literally, I've never seen this before in my own neighborhood. There were people walking, you know, up and down the street, you know, walking their dogs, just taking a walk, running, biking, et cetera. You know, I've seen a ton of people in nature. And I think because, you know, um, if everything else is shut down, but then, you know, it's, you're able to get out in nature. I think that's such a vital part of being a human being. And it's something that's, we need to be connected with the earth in order to be soul connected and, you know, uh, bound to what's really, where we really need to be living from, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, it's been such a pleasure being able to see people outside, like, you know, walking around social distancing, of course, you know, right. using protective force. I'm an advocate for that, but, um, it's really allowed us to like, you know, okay, I can't go to the mall. So I'm actually going to get on a hike. And I think, you know, there's people are actually getting outside in nature more yeah. rather than being, in the house or going to the mall or going to the movie theater or going to 
think I think that's so so important. And I think with the Akashic, how that relates to the Akashic is that a lot of the work that I do in the Akashic records or what I discover in the Akashic records, whether it be for an animal or human or the two of them together, is that oftentimes there's this essence of, you know, reconnecting with the earth, you know, have you taken a walk outside? Have you taken a hike? You know, have you meditated lately in the earth? or, you know, um, things like that. So a lot of what I gather from the Akashic records is that there's really an importance to get, to connect with the earth in order to deepen your soul level truth. Yeah. Two go hand in hand. And I've discovered that with multiple clients and in my own life as well. So I think now you know, universally, we're getting the opportunity to do that because that's our option, right? Yeah. I mean, I was definitely one of the people when life distractions fell away and I was home more, I would, I would create distractions, right? I was, I was walking my dogs three times a day. (laughs) I was like overdoing and now we've settled into a balance, right? They're like, again, mom, but (laughs) we had to find a balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I think, you know, it's, it's a different way of living with trying to find the balance, you know, before it was like, I go to my job, I do this, I do this after work, I meet up with this person, we have one, you know, whatever it may be. And now it's like, wait, so what do I do? So, you know, we're left with a new life plan, a new life path. Yeah, lots of choices, lots of choices. Lots of, lots of choices, lots of choices. And there is great struggle in this time. I'm not denying that at all. I mean, I'm experiencing, we're all experiencing it on different levels. Um, But sometimes the simplest things are what's most healing and what's most vital, which is, you know, getting your feet in the earth, like just get outside, you know, you'll gain, you'll gain a lot of truth just by going outside, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm very fortunate. I live a 10 minute drive from a waterfall. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's a short hike to a waterfall. And so I, I literally put it in my calendar. I, I like book it in. It's like, let's go. It's Tuesday morning. Awesome. Do you take Darwin and Remy? Can you? Yeah. If it's not hot, I take the chow. And if it's hot, I don't take him. Oh, um, so we try to go and it's, you know, it's um, hev- heavily treed, so it's not, it's, it's not a hot, and it's a short, very doable hike for, um, for us, because we're not big hikers. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I'm so grateful to have that so close by, and the drive there is really beautiful, too. It's oh, a very, nice. you know, within two minutes, I'm driving in nature, and I'm, I'm no longer seeing businesses or anything like that, right? So it's really, yeah, I think, that's, you know, that's a large part of why we came here as souls living a physical lifetime. It's not to be stuck in a box all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. not. Yeah. And there, there's so much more going on. There's so many, you know, and part of getting out of nature, at least for me, and I think, you know, for others to open their minds to, if they haven't already, is that when you sit out in nature, like, you know, you see hawks, you see squirrels, you see birds, you see lizards, you see, you know, maybe a mountain lion, you don't know, like maybe a bear, you know, whatever it may be. And it's like, 
when you see this, when you're out in nature and you see a wild animal, it's just, it's such a magical experience because yeah. animals live on a level that's, they're deeply connected to their souls and they live lives in accordance with their soul. So, you know, part of our lesson, lessons as humans is to, and what, you know, I share in my work as well, is to look towards your animal, your pet, or, you know, whatever, you know, uh, like whether it be a dog or a cat or whatever it may be, to learn this, the simple themes of life, but the really important things, you know? Animals know how to live life with more ease, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, they, they want love, they want food, and they want shelter, right? Mm -hmm. So, and they, and they want to get out in nature, right? And they, they love so deeply and with such profound um, ability and such purity. They're just pure. And you can learn so much with them because they actually, they can heal themselves oftentimes. You know, if they need to slow down, if they're not feeling well, they're just going to slow down. It doesn't take a lot of struggle for them to do that for themselves. Yes. So, you know, we can always look towards wild, whether it be wildlife, wild animals and how they survive and what they do in the in nature and the world. You know what I mean? Whether it be our own animal at home, you know, um, how can I soften myself in life? How can I uh, be more connected in the most pure, simplified way? What would ground me at this time? And we can look to our animal and go, oh my God, I've been going, 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 you know, eight hours a day, seven days a week. We turn around to our cat who's sleeping and it's like, boom. It's time for rest. It's okay to accept for yourself that it's time to rest. You know? Yeah. So our animals are here to help us heal. And they're here to teach us these profound but simple themes of life, like love, the soul, um, how to ground, like, you know, how to ground yourself, how to heal. They offer us support. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important that, you know, obviously, like I said, we get out in nature and we, we, you know, we can observe wild animals in their natural habitat and get our feet in the earth. And it's almost, you know, like our soul knows in that moment that it feels right. Everything's going to be okay in the world. Like, we're good. I'm grounded. Yeah. And we need that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to share any information about how people can reach you if they want to book a reading? And um, I have had two readings with you with both my dogs and it was beautiful. It was so, it like moved me and it, and it really, <clears throat> really improved and, you know, elevated what I thought was already a great relationship with my pets. Right. Mm -hmm. As an animal lover. So, and it was, you know, simple things that, um, that I, I you know, that they wanted to communicate to me. Right. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you so much, Tatiana. Yes, it's been um, a pleasure having you as a client for Animal Communication for both Dharma and Remy. Such a pleasure. And um, I will tell everyone that they can find me. My website is www.morganmelick.com. So how you spell that is M-O-R-G-A-N-M-E-L-L-I-C-K.com. And on my website, I have, I just did a brand new website a few months ago. Yay for that. <laughs> um, so I have three different packages on there that I just launched that you can check out. And I have my individual uh, services. So I have animal communication consultations as well as Akashic Records consultations for animals and people. So you can feel free to check me out there. And then for my social media, I have two different accounts, um, one for Facebook and one for Instagram. And they are both at The Animal Alchemist. So it's T-H-E-A-N, I-M-A-L-A-L-C-H-E-M-I-S-T. <laughs> Sometimes I have to look up in the air when I spell out loud. <laughs> That's what I do. So you can find me at the, at the Animal Alchemist on Instagram and Facebook. And my website is morganmelick.com. Thank you. And I will have um, all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much. That was really, that was really nice. so much, that was your questions were actually really great and really unexpected, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes to you. Thank you, beautiful souls. I deeply appreciate you. I love Akashic Conversations and sharing this resource with you. If you have any questions, you can reach me by email at tatiana at yes to soul.com. My Instagram is yes to soul and my website is yes to soul.com. I have these links in the show notes. Let your light shine and be radiant. If you enjoy this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. And of course, share with all my love light and with highest blessings. Thank you so much.